podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. All right, we're back for another podcast. Uh, with me this evening, I've got Daniel Reinhardt. What up, Finn fans? And Louis Argoni. Hey, Dolph fans. We got no game to preview, so we, we had to figure out something to talk about. The first thing we want to talk about is the acquisitions that uh, Chris Greer has brought in this season, the veteran acquisitions. Chris Greer, my favorite person. <laughs> I well, love Chris Greer. Everybody knows I love Chris Greer, right? Right. Like yeah. a head cold. Okay. The first one was wide receiver Mohamed Sanu. <laughs> all right. Daniel, you want to comment on that one? Because I, mean, did, I, I, did, it, I think I just said it all, right? It didn't work out. Right. I think that he brought us something in training camp that we needed. That was a, a warm body who knew the system and was a great leader. You know, and I think some of us expected maybe he would make the roster, uh, but he's a he's a longtime vet and just didn't cut it. Is yeah, he they, somewhere they let him right, right now? Out the door. Is I he somewhere? So. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. So next, <laughs> Sony Michelle. Next, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I mean, a well. This is a guy we expected to be short yardage. Uh, right. He just right. was not uh, providing any. Well, first of all, he wasn't providing any thump. Like a short yardage guy would, and he definitely wasn't providing a spark. Uh, not sad to see him go. Okay. Listen, you know, we're not in practice. You know, I say this all the time. So these guys are seeing, you know, the coaching staff seeing. And, you know, when you've got guys like Ahmed and Gaskin and all these guys making the team in front of him, then, you know, that, that's all that needs to be said. So, yeah, not, not a good signing. Go ahead. Mackenzie Alexander, cornerback. Yeah, it's too bad. He got hurt really quickly, I think, within within a week, right? Yep. Days. I'm not sure what he would have provided, but uh, he's on IR. So You know, I think he was a guy, Mike, that was brought in over necessity. And to be honest with you, even if he was healthy, I think you would have saw Kahoo and some of these guys play, playing in front of him. Because, um, you know, I mentioned this early on that my brothers are both Minnesota Viking fans, and they flat out said, he stinks. Yeah. And they are big time Viking fans. I didn't know a lot about him. So, you know, again, you know, I think that, you know, he was brought in to add some depth, but he wouldn't be playing over um, Kahoo right now, as far he as I'm concerned. He would have probably played over our guy Noah. Uh, and That's a possibility. Everybody knows how I have felt about Noah, but I've got an interesting story about Noah if we get a chance to later. Um, he, who was a healthy scratch last week. It's, okay. It's, even with that warm body, we needed him. It's too bad he went to IR because even if he would have not necessarily played in front of those guys, he would have been somebody who would have been playing. You know, so Lewis Chase Edmonds, <laughs> big disappointment. Um, you know, I Mike, I told you guys all during the preseason that Mozart's the better better running back. 
He proved to be Edmonds. You did say that about 400 times. Edmonds, uh, he dropped everything thrown at him. Uh, He didn't bring that to the table. I mean, if you look at what Wilson's done in the couple of weeks he's been here in Mozart, even catching the ball out of the backfield, they they haven't really dropped anything. You know, they've been, and, and those are big plays in games because you go from zero yards to, you know, something positive, whether they be three, four yard completions or, if they extend, you know, the ball down the field like Mozart's done a few times on reception. So, you know, in regard to Edmonds, he wasn't bringing anything to the table. Again, you know, not a good signing, Mike. I mean, are we going to get to any good ones at some point? Because <laughs> right now we're 0 for, what, 5, I guess? Or 6? <laughs> no, it's, only, as, it's only been 4. As far yeah, as Edmonds. Mix, can you sprinkle in a few decent ones? <laughs> well, I Cedric have, Wilson. I, well, let, oh, let me... Uh, Go ahead, Daniel. I'm going to touch on Edmonds real fast. I, I'm disappointed with that. I, I had high hopes for him. Really liked him in Arizona. Thought he brought something to the table. Uh, he was behind the A-ball, never played in one of these outside zone systems bef- before, and just did not click. Uh, he has an extra gear. It's just too bad we didn't get to see it in Miami. Cedric Wilson. <laughs> Mike, I thought you... <laughs> uh, didn't I just ask you to sprinkle in a few good ones? Cedric Wilson's been a big disappointment. I mean, he's a guy that I felt, you know, would be, you know, their, their number three once Tyreek Hill yeah, I think we all know, came that. on board. And, you know, I thought he was going to be productive, much like he was in Dallas. And, I mean, even when he's fielding punts right now, which is what he's been basically demoted to, if you want to call it a demotion, you know, he scares me a little bit back there too. Sometimes when he's catching the ball, he doesn't seem like he's got it lined up back there. But up to this point in the season, I mean, my goodness, what has he got? Seven receptions? Absolutely. He's been targeted 11 times through how many games? Nine? He's got 70 total yards receiving for the season. I mean, you know, enough said about him. It's, you know, he's been a disappointment. He's had a few catches lately, and he had a he had a real opportunity on an end around pass. Uh, he had Tyreek open for a touchdown if he would have seen him, uh, yep, or maybe had right. the confidence to throw yep. it. I still think that there's a chance that Wilson plays some really valuable minutes for us coming down the stretch. He's a guy who's doing he's doing work. You know what I mean? He's out there. He's not just an afterthought as far as playing time is concerned. He's just not seeing the targets right now. I still like Wilson's talent. Want to give him a chance. Um, I don't necessarily think it's been a successful signing yet, but we'll see what the the rest of this. Well, we're halfway for. through the season, Daniel. So I, it's kind I of, know, I know. I mean, I'm, what, listen, glass this, half full right now. Glass half full for said. This is the way I look at it. You know, you got guys like Sanders and people like that getting opportunities to catch footballs in front of him. You know, Sherfield. so Sherfield. I mean, he's just way, way down the list right now. And, you know, that's not where he was supposed to be. I mean, he, he signed a decent contract with us. I mean, it wasn't three, over the three top. Three years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, big, I mean, I'm sorry, but he's he's a big disappointment. Uh, glass half full for me. Trey Flowers. Another guy who sounds like going to IR. Um, he didn't get nearly as much playing time as I thought maybe he could. Uh, it's been a disappointment for him just because of the injury, I think. Thomas Morstead. Minus the butt punt, um, which <laughs> definitely wasn't his fault. Um, he's been he's been really damn good. No, that was Sherfield's fault. It was Sherfield's fault. Uh, but he's been it was really the coach's damn good. Fault. 
And I'm glad. First and I'm, foremost, I'm glad he's here. Yeah, they shouldn't have been punting that ball to begin with. Well, I mean, Mike, you called that right before that. Yeah, I mean, the ball should have never been punted to begin with. But yeah, he's been he's been extremely good this year. He's extremely good. Yeah, I think we all thought we should have just taken a safety there, right? After we didn't get a first down. Exactly. Absolutely. That's what I thought. And uh ended up being we got a safety anyway. So yep. just a little bit more of an embarrassing path to us. Yeah. Could have been worse. Could yeah. have been, you yep. know, could have been. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, they could have recovered it for a touchdown. And yep. Would have hurt, but or at the one-yard line, yeah. right? Keon Crossan, cornerback. Outstanding. Yeah, he's been good. I mean, you know, where would we be without him? I mean, think about it for a minute. If Igbenogany. <laughs> that's where you'd be. <laughs> that's where we'd be. And, you know, that's never a good thing. Um, you know, we were able to get by that one game with him getting a lot of playing time. But um, he's been good. Unfortunately, he's been hurt, you know, on given weeks. But when, he, when he's in there, he's, you know, he's done a pretty good job. A lot better than what we would have expected, right? Yep, I think so. I, yes. Yeah, I totally agree. He's played. He's played well. He's played valuable minutes. Uh, do we have an update on his injury? But uh, didn't he go no, out? No, and, and the in fact the we didn't game? hear anything is probably like I think Lewis said a good sign. Yeah, it's well, a and good we're sign. In I'm looking. Week. I'm looking it up right now, and right now they don't have anything in regard to the injury. Yeah, because we're not playing this weekend, yeah. they don't have to submit the you know the the exactly uh, critical report that they normally do. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a shoulder, and that's the extent of it. I mean, you know, I don't know anything more than that. The only person that they've actually put on the injury report is Bridgewater for this week, and that came out uh, yesterday, and and it's a knee in regard to him. So, right. But other than that, there's nothing to report, really nothing, other than obviously Ogba going on injured reserve right. on Monday as well. So, okay. So what else you got, Mike? River Crickcraft. Well, I mean, minus the injury that has put him on IR, I think you got to say that he's an A signing. He played really valuable minutes for us. He came up weekly until they had to sign him to the active roster. He caught touchdown passes when we really needed him. He was a guy playing in front of said, right? Getting yeah. those valuable yeah, He reminded targets. me of Hollins. <laughs> I really liked seeing him on the field because every time he was on there, we... You know, there was success. So I got to say he's an A. Hopefully he comes back healthy for the stretch run. That'd be great just because he, he is productive. I mean, yeah. I remember the game that um, Thompson started, you know, that play down the sideline where he caught the ball and he dove towards the end zone. I mean, it just it, it was a great play. I mean, I know it got called back because of penalty, but um, he looks, you know, he looks like a player. And again, like you mentioned, Daniel, he was playing in front of a lot of guys on those mm-hmm. given weeks when he was healthy. So it says says a lot about him. You know, he was a, he was a nice signing that went under the radar. And another guy who Mike McDaniel evaluated his talent and brought him here after San Francisco. Yeah, and and you know what, Daniel, that's a really good point as well. Is that you know, Mike, you know, we're we're talking about Greer. You know, McDaniel had some say in some of these signings. Oh, yeah. and, of course. And, and that that to me, between him and I know you're gonna get to Sherfield at some point, and we might as well <laughs> talk about him. You know, why we're here. Yeah, I I'm sure he was on your list, Mike. If he if was he next or somewhere down the line. But, He's down the line. All right. Well, we'll talk about him right here since I started. I opened that can <laughs> of worms. But he's Thanks, been Luke. outstanding as well. I mean, you know, he, he's played above and beyond. He's made some big catches for us. 
especially the last couple of weeks. And again, you know, McDaniel had say in bringing this guy in, and I think he was more responsible for these last two guys we're talking about than Greer than Greer was. So, you know, we've got to factor that in as well. You guys cannot see me, but I've got both arms raised in in victory <laughs> over over the Sherfield call. Um just because I know what kind of player he is as far as doing his damn job well, right? And you're right, he's another guy that, that McDaniel evaluated the talent and brought him here because he's just a damn hard worker and doesn't make a bunch of boneheaded mental mistakes. Um, love the guy, A+. plus Man, he's, he's playing very valuable minutes for us and will continue to down the stretch. He's got two less catches than Gasicki for the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know... I, again, I'm going to put this out. If anybody wants to buy me a Trent Sherfield jersey, I am all for it. Bring it on. Teddy Bridgewater. It's a, that's a hard one because the one the one game he came in, he looked rusty, but then he got going. And, yeah. you know, he threw a bad pick in that game, but, you know, he played well enough to keep us in it. And then, of course, you know, he got hurt on the very first play against the Jets. So it, that's a tough evaluation on him, Mike. You know, I mean – I think that, you know, with with the way that um, Thompson developed, you know, I honestly don't know going forward if, if he's a real necessity on this football oh, team. Oh, I don't think he's back next year. No, I don't think he is either. I think that, you know, Thompson is more than capable of running the team. Um, yeah, and know. they're going to need the cap money. Yep. <laughs> that, yep. Exactly. Because exactly. they got a lot of people to resign. Absolutely. Teddy is a tough one to grade as far as like a letter grade, but I'll tell you what, I've been very critical of Teddy and that signing and what I think about him, but I've seen a couple of things recently not called um, being on the field. Now, like you said, he was rough getting going, and then once he did, he played well. Um, I was at the Chicago game, and I seen the way that he interacted with the players yes. uh, right. pregame. He's he man. He's a hell of a leader. And yeah, he's, he is. he's great. I guarantee he's great in that locker room. Um, I think he was a healthy scratch last week because if you watch two of mic'd up, you he wasn't him. healthy. He had a, he had an injury in practice, okay. which I yeah, imagine, I thought the same thing, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. You, know. you could see in that um, mic'd up how much of a good teammate he is. I think he's great in that locker room and in that building. I, I, I like the signing, even though I agree. I don't think he'll be back next year for cap purposes. Fullback, Alec Engold. Love him. A plus. Yeah. Great signing. And again, another guy that who was involved in that signing, right? Yep. yep. And mean, he, McDaniel had, had to be involved in that one as well, right? He's exactly think? what you need in the offense. I mean, you know, he's a guy that, you know, you know, he said, listen, I want a fullback, a guy that's somewhat accomplished. I want this guy in here. And um, I'll tell you, he's athletic for a fullback. I mean, what he did last week on that touchdown reception was awesome. I mean, you know, yeah. you just you just love to see that type of thing. You'd love sure. to see Kasiki doing that type of thing, you Who? know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kahu? every time, What'd you every say, Mike? time I see Gasicki, why are you bringing up Kahu, Mike? Kahu, we're not talking about Kahu right now. I I can't help but think uh, he's not going to break a tackle on this catch for Gasicki. As far as Ingold, a plus. He is so damn multiple that he creates so many mismatches in the offense. He does so much that 
the the normal fan does not see. He's a hell of a pass blocker too. He's he is. He does fantastic. a lot of good things. I I I want to Mike. I mentioned this after the game last week that, that you know I want to see him on the field a lot more because he he just brings a lot of different elements to the offense and he's an afterthought and he can hurt you. He can definitely hurt you out of the backfield on given plays. He's proven that. And, you know, I want to see more of them. And, you know, he's a good blocker. You know, I, I like when they line up and they run those sweeps with, with Moser, you know, and him throwing blocks or, you know, whatever the case may be, he's been a real positive. Yeah. At the trade deadline, we picked up uh, Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson Jr. What do you think of those moves, gentlemen? I love well, both of them. Mm-hmm. I love them both. Like, obviously, uh, we needed a pass rusher so that we could get home with four. Bradley Chubb is not only accomplished, but he's successful. He's got a great win rate on his pass rush sets. Uh, you can see the energy that he brings to the team. Um, but the Jeff Wilson one, and I said this at the time, I think that this is a, a signing that is going to go under the, the radar, a trade that's going to go under the radar. And he's going to bring something to the team that is um, that's just electric. And we've seen it so far. I love both of these signings. You know, Wilson, we didn't give up an awful lot to get him, right? I mean, because basically he's a free agent at the end of the year. So we've got to concern ourselves with that. But for here, for the here and now, he's an excellent, excellent football player. And what did we give up for him? What Fifth was rounder. Fifth rounder. I mean, no brainer. I mean, you know, you talk about an upgrade. I mean, just look at the way he runs the football compared to how Edmonds runs the football. You know, I mean, or Gaskin or, who, you know, Med, whoever. I mean, this guy is a bona fide talent, and let's hope that we can re-sign him at the end of the year. But even if we don't, you know, for this second half of the season to have him for a fifth rounder, um, I think w- was a decent move. Now, in regard to Chubb, he's, he's injury prone. We gave up a number one. We gave him an awful lot of money, and um, you know we've got to see a lot of production out of him in this second half for me to be happy with that. And you know, as of right now, I know he's only two games into his Dolphin career, but you know we've got to see a lot more out of him for the money that he's getting paid and for what we gave up to get him. So you know, the verdict's still out in my eyes in regard to him. You know, he played more snaps last week than Jalen Phillips. Already, oh, I believe in, it. In his second game. Uh, real quick on Jeff Wilson, you talked about Edmonds. There was a story early in the season about Ezukanma where he wasn't exactly sure yet on all the different uh, receiver routes and that they didn't want to have to worry about him when he was on the field. I think that's what happened with Edmonds, in addition to obviously him dropping balls and not getting those extra yards, is they couldn't put him on the field because he, he didn't know what he was doing quite yet. Daniel, so, he had to know what he, I, I don't know. I don't, that. I don't think that's the case because in these pass blocking sets and on all these play actions, when Mostert knows the playbook in and out, he was on the field. And so you couldn't put Edmonds in there because he was a liability. So you couldn't afford to keep him. Jeff Wilson knows the playbook in and out. He's not a liability. He's a great pass blocker. He's a great pass catcher. And as you said, he runs angry. Uh, love it. But in regard to getting back to what your point, 
In regard to Edmonds, I mean, the guy started two games. I mean, you're, you can't tell me that it was simply because he did not understand what he was to do out there. I don't think McDaniel is putting him in football games. He was splitting time with Mozart pretty much the whole first half. So, you know, I, I can't see that being the case. I think it was just a matter of him not being productive. He had opportunities. He just didn't. He, he had 42 rushing attempts and he ran for 120 yards. I mean, you know, that, that's, that's less than three yards a carry. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't agree with that. I think that he just failed. It's that simple. You know, I don't think it has anything to do with the play calling. Because I, honestly, I don't think that they would put him out on the field if they didn't feel that, that he understood what, 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 was, what his job was. I mean, this is the NFL. I mean, that doesn't make sense to me, but anyway, go ahead, Mike. We'd like to throw a shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring our show. And uh, here's a little message and we'll be right back. Your kicker's lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. The stakes are high and the tension is higher. Your pulse racing. He kicks and you watch as the ball ends. Well, make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner in the NFL and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Now check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Now to make things even sweeter, uh, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Tackle Brandon Shell. I'm he's been a great signing. He's playing some really valuable minutes for us on the right side. He was an upgrade over Little for sure. And he is a part of this offensive line that is really gelling and coming together. So regardless of what we think of him as a talent, he's played really well and I think is a good signing. He has played really well. He's played well and, you know, Austin Jackson may not get his his job back because of that. Or um, Eichenberg for that matter. Well, well Eichenberg's I, I, the, done, coach, the coach came to Jackson's defense and said he's my starting right tackle. So I think he's going to be back. But we'll see what they do with Shell. Right. Can they move him to left guard? Um, I don't know. We'll see. Where do you take um, – who's there right now playing left guard? Oh, Robert Jones, bud. Robert Jones is playing well too. So. Yeah. yeah. That's what I I'm mean, saying. Eichenberg might not the, get that left guard job back. Well, Eichenberg is, is done for the season, isn't he? Huh. I think I mean, so. so. Yeah, so I don't think we're seeing him the rest of the year. They did. I mean, his injury looked pretty serious. Yep. And I'm pretty sure they said it was season ending. So I'm pretty sure too. He's not going to be a factor as of this season. But I, I will tell you this. Um, you know, if in fact he does put Austin Jackson back in, Mike, with the way the offensive line is playing – you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if is he that much better than Shell? I I don't know, but but I guess we'll find out, right? You know, if yeah. if things start going backwards a little bit across that line, you know, once they make that move, and well, remember they're going to be playing better competition too. So whoever you put there better be able to handle it, right? So Eichenberg had an MCL injury, went on IR two weeks ago. It's yeah. not presumed to be season-ending, but there's no timetable currently. 
So it's only seven weeks worth. left. He's, I don't think he's going to be back in seven weeks. What was it? What was the injury? I'm sorry. It's an MCL. Oh, okay. It wasn't yeah. a it wasn't a torn MCL apparently, but okay. uh, no timetable. He very well could be gone for the season. And I said, yeah. even if he does come back, I'm not sure that he takes Robert Robert uh, Jones's spot because he's playing well too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number six we talked about, and that was uh, Trent Sherfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. A plus. Raheem Mostart is the next one. Also an A plus. Absolutely. It was great. I I mean I loved that signing when, when they when they made it. And um, you know, he, he's done he's done everything they've asked of him. Um he's another quality person. Yeah. On top of that, I mean the the guy listen, they're winning football games because they have quality people on this football team. You know, it it just doesn't happen just because you have a bunch of big names. This team, you know, as a whole, has a lot of really, really good, good people, a lot of good veteran people on this squad, and um, it's made a difference. I mean, we I know that. Yeah. You know, we know what it's like to sign guys that are, you know, cancers or, you know, just are Take the money and run. Take the <laughs> money and run type of situation. So- you know, with that being said, you know, a lot goes into these signings and, you know, the, the other things other than their production on the field uh, goes a long way. There's a lot of other factors involved in winning football games and a lot of these guys have a lot of character. You know, and that's one of the main points that I was going to make too, Lou, is another one of these guys that you see what type of impact that he has as a teammate in the locker room, in the building, because right. you see it on the field. When these other guys are making plays and he's just as excited as if he made the play himself, the only thing we need to make sure is that he stays without it, injury-free, right? Because he's another one of those guys who has a history, uh, which is another reason that just makes the Jeff Wilson thing more important. Uh, love what Raheem has done this far, this far and hope to see it continue. Mm-hmm. They're a good combination. They Excellent. absolutely are. Excellent. Yeah, and I'll be paying attention on my little last word, you know, a few weeks ago, how well they actually perform as a duo. Is your shoulder okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Pat yourself on the back again. Yes, You're going to get pretty sore. Uh, that's okay. I'll take it. Linebacker Melvin Ingram. Look, Melvin has played really well. He obviously is not an every down guy because he's, he's a, a vet. But he has come in, and he has played very valuable minutes. He's gone after the passer. He's scored a touchdown. He's sacked the quarterback. Uh, he's been one of the leaders on our defense to this point. I think it was a great signing, not to mention the fact that, you know, he. I want to say it like this. We're blessed to have him, um, and his dad kind of called it out of the stars um, years ago, so Awesome to see him in Miami. I think it was a great signing. I don't yeah. know if I'd use the word great. I think it was a really good signing. I agree. I think it's I think it's a good signing. Um, I think that he's uh, listen, he's got four sacks, right? So if he, ends the, if he ends the season with eight sacks, you know, he's on you know, he's on pace to do that. It's kind of what I expected from him. I mean, you did, you weren't getting you weren't going to get the Melvin Ingram, the young Melvin Ingram. I mean, that's he's long gone from that. But he does come in and he does make plays and he is involved. And and that's all you want. And, and especially now with the injury to Ogba where right. he's out for the season, 
he becomes even that much more important, you know, because you're losing a big pass rusher. So guys like Ingram and Chubb, who we discussed, and Phillips, who you mentioned briefly as well, they have to step up because Ogba is going to be a major, major loss to us down the stretch here. I mean, it would have been nice to have him. We don't. So a guy like Ingram is definitely going to have to come in and, you know, and fill some big, you know, big shoes. Is Ogba a big loss, though? Because if you listen to the social medias and Twitters, everybody's saying that it doesn't even matter. Well, I, I think I it think is a big crazy. loss. I tend I, to agree. I do think it's a, a bad loss for us. But if you've watched and kind of seen what has happened recently, his playing time has continued to, uh, to dip. Uh, he, but I think he's been playing hurt. You know, I don't think he's been fully healthy this season since early on. And, you know, he does get, I'm sure he gets more attention than anybody else across that line, right? I mean, because he's been, you know, our best pass rusher over the last couple of seasons. And I think he does a more than adequate job against the run and sealing the outside, whereas Phillips doesn't. I mean, if you if you look at mm, game that's in That's entirely and game, true. Phillips yeah. has come a long way there. A long yeah, way. Yeah, well- um, I will say I will say this, Mike. If you go back and you watch, and I and I know he's come a long way, okay, and I know what the grades are and so on and so forth. But when you look at some of these bigger runs, just look at what side they're going to. They're running right at them. Connor Williams, which I think was a great signing. Yeah, yeah, and I'll take this opportunity to say uh, I was absolutely wrong. You know, before the season, we talked about. Should he move to center like they're talking, right. or should he stay at guard? And I was adamant, keep that man at guard. That's what he does. And we see these snaps over to his head in, in training camp, and damn it, I was wrong because he's playing lights out. Yeah, he, um, we talked about this a little bit, you know, when they made, they made the move, you know, to put him in as the starting center. And, you know, we talk about this all the time. Coaches know what they're doing. And a lot of people just didn't quite understand what we were doing at that point. Well, you know, it's worked out, right? They knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing when they signed them. They had every intention of starting him as as a center. And he's done a very good job. In regard to the snaps, I've seen very few. Uh, We saw one last week that was a bit high. But, you know, two is a small target back there. And I think he's done a great job. You know, in regard to uh, snapping the football, I mean, it hasn't been an issue. You know, not not an issue in the least. So, great signing. You know, the guy knows how to block. He knows how to play football. Yep. He's doing a really good job. Yes. Next guy on the list is also doing a really good job. That's Taron Armstead. Yeah. Armstead is no-brainer. You know, I mean, he was no-brainer for us. We knew it, it was a necessity. And he stayed somewhat healthy. What did he miss? Two games? One, I think. One? I think it was two. We haven't was won a game that he didn't play. Well, um. <laughs> regardless of whether it was one or two, it is, he has a toe problem, and he's been dealing with it pretty much all season. Right. And he's still doing a pretty solid job for us. He anchors yep. that offensive line. He's a, he's a key. I mean, my goodness, that game that he missed, we, we were just brutal. It was absolutely yep. brutal. Um, if he's playing that week, we probably win that football game. He's been really the last good. guy. You probably know who it is. It's uh, Tyree Kill, the cheetah. Mm-hmm. Cheetah can't I mean, say enough. Would you make that trade again in a heartbeat? Absolutely, I'm in agreement with Daniel. 
one of the few and <laughs> one of the few times. Uh-huh. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, what can you say? The guy's got 81 catches halfway through his through 10 games. He's got 81 catches. He's got 1150 yards receiving, and he should have eight touchdowns. He should have at least. He's got four touchdowns. He should have eight, if not more. Yeah, if not more. A lot of balls been underthrown. You know, I mean, if there's one thing about Tua, you know, he's underthrown some balls that Tyreek Hill would have went in the. He would have walked into the end zone on at least four at least four different occasions. So, you know, if you factor that in. And the numbers that he's putting up, and I know they're talking about Tua as an MVP, but my God, you almost got to talk about this guy as well. I mean, the numbers that he's putting up from the receiver position, I mean, he may wind up, he may wind up catching 140 balls this year for two, over 2,000 yards. It's crazy. Yeah, you know? he's, been, he's been great. After last week, he was on pace to beat uh, Calvin Johnson's single season record. He leads the league in catches. He leads the league in in yards, yards per catch. Like you can't say enough good things about uh, what he has done on the field and what he has done in the locker room and off the field for this team. Um, thanks, Cheetah. Yep. Thank you, Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll too. tell you what, I wouldn't have traded him. Not in a million friggin' years. I just wouldn't have. You know, a, a talent like that is just. You know, they don't come along. I mean, there's a lot of really, really good receivers in the league, but this guy is just, he's above and beyond. And um, I don't know how you let a talent like that go, but it is what it is. Incredible. Salary cap, you got to be able to pay him. Yeah, Mike, you find a way, though, with a guy like that, you know. Evidently not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, they, you know, they, they chose to go in a different direction. Well, yeah, we'll a lot see. depends on your depth and who you bring yeah. in. If you've got somebody who's comparable to him or you feel is comparable to him, then, then maybe you do trade him away. There's nobody comparable to the cheetah, Mike. Okay? <laughs> no, Let's just get that, that straight right now. Don't you, you ever, that. ever, ever say anything like that again. And I okay. said somebody you think is comparable. That you know, so that remains to be <laughs> not seen, on Kansas right? City at least. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, ever, the, Mike. Ever. Go ahead. Listen to you. <laughs> I know where you live. It's too bad that I can't put Tyreek in my DraftKings lineup this week because he's a mainstay. He kind of disappointed with forty-four yards last week. Put him off pace for the single season record. But um, I'll be looking forward to it next week. Too late. I got to hit it before now. All right, let's talk McDaniel. You can start us off, uh, Daniel. Would you have hired him? Well, if you, if any of the listeners were here during the coaching search, uh, I was the first one to mention his name. Uh, I s- look out for Mike McDaniel uh, as a dark horse candidate for this job. There goes that shoulder again. I'm telling you, I'm okay with it. Um, I absolutely would, and and I'm glad that he was the guy. I was glad when it happened, uh, even more glad now. There have been very few things as far as what he's done coaching that I've I've wondered about. There's been a few timeout issues. Clock management. That yeah, would be my clock, number one great. Some clock management issues, but mostly good. I haven't seen anything egregious. And what he is doing for the morale, not only the morale of the team, but from a play calling perspective and a putting our guys in a position to win perspective, um, 
uh, for my money, he's the best young coach in the league, uh, and I'm I'm absolutely thrilled that he is our coach. Without spending a, a lot more time on him, because I think that you know the um, the presentation that they give you week in and week out, you know, says enough about what we're seeing out of him. Now, I think that we all liked him behind a couple of the guys that, you know, wound up staying with their with right. their present teams. A few veteran coaches we liked a lot and they weren't available. But I think I know Daniel, as Mike mentioned, was patting himself on the back. I think we I think we all were in agreement on the fact that he was the guy we wanted over just about any of these other guys that were available out there. And it's been, you know, it, it's been a positive. The, the only other negative, I know you guys talked about the one negative, but, you know, discipline-wise, there's, there's been way too many penalties in some of these football games, and they have to clean that up. Um, you know, they, they have to be more disciplined because, you know, down the stretch when you're playing better teams, you can't have seven, eight penalties, you know, in, over a football game. Um, so th- that's another negative. But other than those those two factors, I think that, you know, he's done a great job as far as, you know, keeping these guys, uh, you know, giving a lot of these guys opportunities. The defense has guys coming in and out of the lineup. The offense has a lot of interchangeable parts coming in and out of the lineup. And I think that's that's a that's a major, major necessity in today's NFL. And guys like Ingold and Sherfield and some of the guys on defense that come in and out of games, they, they, listen, those plays make a big difference when the game's all said and done. So, you know, you can't say enough about that. And, um, you know, you saw guys like Edmonds, you know, just not making the plays when they had the opportunities. I think that the guys that we have and the depth that we have on both sides of the football are going to go a long, long way. And I think that he's, he, there's, he's responsible for a lot of that. I know we talked about Greer, but I think that McDaniel had a lot of say in some of these moves, and, and they've proven to be good ones. Well, I'm sure it's a collaboration. I'm sure they're talking things back and forth and, and coming to the decisions that they come to together. Yeah, okay. And that's, that's gotcha. great. Yep, it's great. I mean, that's what you want, right? You want the people internally to get along with each other and work with each other and and do what's best for the organization. Absolutely, you know. And if and if he just listens to everything McDaniel tells him, he'll he be may, fine, right? He may be able to stick around a couple more years. Yeah, we'll see about all that. <laughs> all right, guys. I think that's going to do it for tonight. Uh, thanks for joining me. Absolutely, and. Uh, what we're going to do Monday is we're going to do the same thing we're doing now uh, on YouTube and uh, give the uh, people that are listening a chance to ask us questions or tell us what they think or whatever the case is. Awesome. So I'm Sounds great. To that. I Sounds think great. Fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, look forward to uh, seeing some of the people from the page and stuff. That, that'll be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, and then certainly the people that are on the page, whoever. <laughs> right. Exactly. If it'll, they it'll stumble, be fun. In, stumble into us, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I so. just have one other thing real fast. Uh, the, I just wanted to let everybody know the podcast now has a Twitter page. So please like and follow us on Twitter at, fin, at FinFansPodcast. 
All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll be back Monday. Until then, fins up. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right. That's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right. Until next time, be well and take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.